In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Danny, and Nancy, and Leah, and John, the gathered family and friends of our dearly departed brother Floyd, grace and peace are yours through our Lord Jesus Christ, who by his death and resurrection have conquered death for us. Here again, the promise that God made through the prophet Isaiah, which was also read at your mom's funeral. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. As I mentioned already, when I first met Floyd, I was visiting with his now sainted wife, Peggy, with your mom, during her long sojourn at Hoosier Christian Village. I learned pretty quickly that if I was going to see Peggy, it was assured, almost assured, I should say, that Floyd was going to be there. And if he wasn't there, well, then she'd say that I needed to wait because he would be along here pretty quick. But after Peggy went to glory, I wondered if Floyd wouldn't be very far behind her. So much of his time and energy over the decade or so that she was at Hoosier Christian Village was kind of the defining characteristic of his life. But he endured. And it's been almost four years since we laid Peggy to rest. And I learned in the meantime that there was, of course, another. There was Mo, And, of course, Floyd outlived Mo too. Floyd outlived a lot. In fact, he was the oldest man in this congregation. He'd outlived his ability to work on trucks and lawn tractors and to ride on his motorcycle, even though he tried to do that not too long ago, much to everyone's chagrin. As I visited Floyd, he often expressed an increasing frustration with this. He was frustrated that he couldn't go out to the garage. He was frustrated that he couldn't remember names and things. And, and as you guys well know, he was frustrated that he couldn't go home. Frustration is often the result of, of exhaustion. And after everything he did, after nearly 93 years, on this earth, I think any one of us would have been exhausted. This is where we begin to see our need for what God promises through Isaiah. Floyd had worked hard his whole life until he just couldn't do it anymore. But that's the beauty of this promise. God has promised this strength, and it is a strength that is much greater than what eating right and getting a good night's sleep will get you. It is not a strength that is reserved only for the young and fit. He is promising a strength that flows only from the resurrection of Jesus to those who belong to him. Now, the difficulty is, well, how do we figure out how to gain access to this promise? How do we get this strength that is promised to us? How exactly does God supply this supernatural strength? Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
That is, it is only through Christ that this supernatural strength comes. Christ is the one that supplies this strength. Christ himself is the one who gives us what we need, what Floyd needed and still needs. At the font at Trinity, again, almost 93 years ago, Jesus claimed Floyd as a child of the resurrection. Every time Floyd confessed his sins and received the absolution, Christ was breathing his life and spirit into Floyd. Every time he heard the words of Jesus, he was hearing the living voice of his Savior. Every time Floyd ate and drank the body and blood of Jesus, he was eating and drinking the medicine of immortality. Jesus promises that it is in weakness that his power is made perfect. And in the weakness of the cross, Jesus suffered and died for Floyd. In the weakness of Floyd's body, even as his strength in this life ran out, the power of Christ is made perfect. And now, by the grace of God and by his strength, Floyd has gone into the near presence of our Savior. He has gone with all those who are coming out of the great tribulation of this life, with all who have washed their robes and made them white, like this funeral, Paul, white in the blood of the Lamb. And even now, as we prepare to lay Floyd's body to rest, which is now spent of all of its earthly strength, he, Floyd, is waiting for the day when Christ will recall his body from the grave and will bear it up on eagle's wings to stand before his throne at the last. There, in that place, Christ will renew Floyd's resurrected body to be strong once again. But his strength will not be like the strength that he had here. But it will be a strength that will allow him to run and not grow weary, walk and not grow faint, mow and not get tired. There in that place with Peggy along with him, whose body will also be raised from the dead, will be strengthened for life everlasting. And in that place... God will wipe away every tear from his eyes. He will shelter him with his presence from anything that would harm his body forevermore. Your friends in Christ, Floyd was a hard worker in this life, and there is no question about that. He worked hard with his hands, and he worked hard to care for his wife, and he worked hard to care for all of you. But now Floyd sees beyond the hard work of this life, as he has even now been given rest in God's grace in Jesus Christ. He is the one who has worked hard to earn Floyd's salvation. He is the one who has rested in the tomb to earn Floyd's eternal rest. He is the one who is raised from the dead. That Floyd in this body would be raised from the dead in the strength of God's might to life everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.